Hello and welcome back to One for Paul, the show where I, a non-pop culturist, get inducted into the world of pop culture by my friends, comedians, and nemeses. Joining me today is my friend... Or nemesis? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I got a lot of nemeses now. I'm Michael. Hi, Michael. Who are you and what are you doing here? I'm Paul's friend, who he called over for a last-minute Christmas episode. Oh, don't say that. It was a planned-out Christmas episode. We spent months oh, for on a, this. For a totally planned-out Christmas episode that we spent months designing and carefully, uh, you know, coming up with important talking points. We designed 15 intros and decided to use none of them. That's it. And this is what you get. That's just the kind of dedication we bring to this program. So tell me what uh, tell me what we're doing today. Uh, I think today uh, we might actually be breaking from your usual uh, your usual format Blasphemy. because you're going to introduce me to something. Blasphemy, heresy. Yes, uh, I wanted you. We talked about Christmas movies that really that we care about and that are favorites, and we watch every year. And uh, it occurred to me that you're British and. Uh, I guess British people don't know about Charlie Brown. Oh, they do, and they don't know about the Christmas. Not so much Charlie. Not so much um British people my age. <laughs> um, okay, so it sort of passed you by also, a little. Yeah, yeah, but also because you know I've not actually seen a whole lot of Christmas or you know the classic Christmas films, but I've seen uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, Die Hard, and one of the home alones probably some others in there as well but you know <laughs> these are all just elements of my childhood except for die hard so uh what did you know about charlie brown before watching the movie um i know that the characters were plastered all over you know like gift cards and things all over everywhere um i mean what else are you gonna they're basically the uh they're they're basically my parents' generation's version of minions. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, they were everywhere, and they used them. You know how you know you see in Facebook posts, you'll have uh, just some quote, and then someone sticks up a picture of a minion. It, it was like that, you know. There's, so you uh, reckon that that's what Charlie Brown is all about? Yes. Just shameless marketing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, now, that's like, why we'll I get into as, that. Yeah. We'll get into that. You're not exactly wrong, but I'm in, I'm interested that that's your first reaction because it's not most people's reaction to Charlie Brown or Peanuts because it was such an institution for so long. It was mm. like if you had a newspaper, you were reading Charlie Brown because of course you were. Because if you were like a kid and you had your parents' newspaper, you were like, well, I don't want to read the news, but I do want to read comics. So did, uh, yeah, did the well, show just never get to the UK? It did. Yeah, that the you know there's um, like the specials though, me. like the Thanksgiving <laughs> special and the Halloween special. You know all of yeah, those holidays yeah. I mean, that the Brits like, celebrate and are famous for celebrating. Mm, Snoopy is very famous, uh, and you know Charlie Brown and the image of Charlie Brown. And I think, yeah, most people who are sort of in the generation before me, know it very well. Um, but it wasn't so much a a childhood thing for anyone under 30. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
So what were you expecting going into this uh, thing that I was making you watch? Forcing you, if you will. Uh, don't know, to be honest. I was expecting, like, you know, quite a quite a kids show type thing. But also it was, you know, I was, I was kind of expecting some of more... Uh, to something that you know that the grown-ups can laugh along with as well because it's because it's a classic and things don't tend to become a classic unless they've got some kind of appeal to everyone i guess that's right yeah yeah but your your expectation was ah, it's a kid's show from the 60s or something because what i had told you is oh my god it's my favorite thing how have you not seen this <laughs> so i i that i now fear that i overhyped it to you not necessarily no Okay. Well, uh, do you have further impressions about it before you watched it, or shall we? Shall we start? Um, probably. My my impression was, how have I not seen this before? Because you know, Snoopy's plastered everywhere, or at least was when I was younger. <laughs> how have I not but seen this the, thing uh... that is clearly a graphic design that they turned into a TV show? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, well then, uh, so fade in to a lovely winter scene where the Peanuts kids are skating on a frozen lake, and we get our first introduction to the frankly peerless music of Vince Guaraldi, who did all of the I, I music really for actually, this. That was one of my points as well. I really like the music. I like that it's very relaxed, and quite often there's nothing, there's no sound except for the music. Hmm. Uh, also, at this point, I noticed the, the very first thing I noticed as soon as um, the camera pans down onto the uh, onto the scene is that one of the kids looks. It it, it it's just Carl Pilkington. <laughs> <laughs> is it just Carl Pilkington? <laughs> it's just Carl Pilkington skating oh. around with a bunch of kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I I could see that. I would love to. Oh man, I wish I were looking at a picture of it right now. This is audio only. <laughs> We'll uh we'll throw one up on the Twitter if we remember. Uh, so stopping by, uh, so Charlie Brown and Linus leave the house with their skates, uh, presumably to go skating with the rest of the kids. Uh, and stopping by a random wall, uh, Charlie Brown is concerned that he isn't feeling happy, even though it's Christmas and everyone is required by law to become happy during this of all the times of the year. Uh, Charlie Brown's a mood. Mm-hmm. He's a mood. <laughs> yep. I mean, maybe he, he doesn't he understand presents. Christmas. He likes presents and decorating and cards, etc., but he's still not happy. He turns yep. it into a problem, says yep. Linus. He's turn yeah, he's of all the Charlie Browns in the world, he definitely is the Charlie Browniest. <laughs> It's one of these, uh, if you've read the comics, it's sort of one of these lines that ends up all over the place because they had mm. like theme lines, I don't know, catchphrases all over the place and recurring bits. And uh, you'll see evidence of the recurring bits. Uh, yeah, I, I can if... see. I mean, even even down to like the fact that they always address him by his full name, Charlie Brown. He's oh, like, yeah. He's Charlie. Even though, you know, you'd never address your friend as them and their surname you might say just their surname or just their first name but to address them with their whole name it's... occasionally somebody <laughs> will call him charles but oh yeah that's like a character detail rather than mm. anything else uh snoopy is very good at skating and is yeah, also along just to, uh... <laughs> also a bit of a troublemaker mm -hmm. comes along just to sort of show up the kids 
Mm-hmm. Just, just dunk on all of these children. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, like, if you saw a dog skating like that... Yeah, I mean, I'd be pretty, uh... <laughs> yeah, that, that's where my attention would be, but he wouldn't even need to be a better skater than the kids to, <laughs> to grab my attention. Mm-hmm. Just, wow, that dog somehow is wearing skates? Except I guess he isn't. He's just skating on his feet? <laughs> How do claws work? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and that's just reminded me of, um, oh, what is it? There's a there's a scene in Over the Hedge, jumping to a different thing now. But is it less pad, more claw? <laughs> less pad, more claw. I don't think I've seen Over the Hedge or heard of Over oh. the Hedge. It's 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 not one that you necessarily have to see, to be honest. It's not that great. This is the first time anyone's ever mentioned a movie on the show where we haven't then gone, all right, I'll add it to the list. Because I'm assuming <laughs> I don't need to add this one to the list. It's mediocre children's show, or children's movie. Mm-hmm. Back to the, uh, well, I don't want to put oh, words yeah. in your mouth, but not, not mediocre children's movies i think you'll find because cut mm -hmm. late cut to later back at the home of charlie brown and he goes outside to check whether he's received any christmas cards uh turns out nope nobody likes him no of course not now why would anyone like this guy he's saying that you know christmas only exists to uh <laughs> only exists to remind him that he, nobody likes him mm. yeah that's right uh, Charlie Brown's attempts at sarcasm go pointedly unnoticed by Violet. Oh yeah, he's pulling out all the uh, all the passive aggression in that one. <laughs> like, thanks for sending me the Christmas card. Mm-hmm. And he's not good at it either. <laughs> like, he's not even good at passive aggression because she just goes, "I didn't, I didn't get you a card, dude." But how dare you? So how dare you? Um, you know, suggest that I might have sent you a card. Yep, that's sort of her all over. Uh, we're also introduced to, uh, they don't name him in the movie, but his name is Pigpen. Carl Pilkington. Yeah, that's, oh, that's who you think, really? You think <laughs> Car Carl Pilkington is that dirty? Well, not necessarily the dirt, but just hold up a picture of both of the, the cartoon version of Carl Pilkington and Pigpen. Okay, I will. And you'll see what I mean. There's, it's, it, it's, yeah, they're identical. Oh man, you're not wrong. There's some <laughs> yeah, similarities here. Now. Mm. They, uh, his whole character is the dirty kid. Yeah, that that's a little obvious. <laughs> uh, Snoopy is enjoying his morning newspaper and infinite stack of bones. Is it just me, or does the um the the sound effect they use for the the crunching bones it it makes me hungry for bones? Makes me hungry for bones. Michael Stickler, twenty twenty. <laughs> meanwhile, we learn that Lucy has uh, exacting taste in snowflakes. And the kids spend some time hucking snowballs at a can. <laughs> they seem ripe to me. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I never, I, I, what is it? I never, I, I never taste, uh, I never taste December snowflakes. I always wait mm. till January. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're green before then. Mm -hmm. Is that the, how do you feel about that characterization? Is that like the most rapid characterization you've ever seen? Oh yeah, like you know who that you know who she is <laughs> instantly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who her, what her name is or any of that. It's just 
oh, that's that's which role she fills in this story. Now, this is an interesting thing, though, because now I'm looking at it, I'm like, they don't actually say the characters' names because they've assumed that you know mm. exactly who these characters are because, like, uh, you know. When did the mm. comic start? The 50s or 60s? Like, the 10 years of this comic being everywhere and, you know, Snoopy on t-shirts and everything. They assumed you understood who these people were. Mm. Uh, this a is Lucy, while later in it, I, A little while later in it, they do kind of go through a little bit of a roll call when uh, you know, later on. That's true, uh, yeah. Still, yeah. though, it's uh, not great if this is your first time experiencing <laughs> them, right? Hmm. Uh, Linus, uh, he's got blanket superpowers because mm-hmm. he he hucks snowballs with the best of them. With his blanket, mm-hmm, that's it's, right. Uh, it, it's it's a trope, isn't it? That um, you know, the youngest kid's the best at everything. Uh, he's not the youngest in. I think he's like tied for youngest. I think there's another. Oh, okay. Another young one. Uh, cut to Lucy's psychiatric help booth. A this is a running gag. You understood this gag. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I've seen it before. I think, and yeah, you probably seen but, it referenced yeah. in everything. Yeah. <laughs> Psychiatric help, five cents. Yeah, that's right. If inflation's only. <laughs> a bitch, man. If only uh, inflation's a real problem. Uh, the doctor is real in, and also Lucy enjoys money. Mm-hmm. Cling 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 of nickels or whatever it is. That's it. Yeah, she has a can with nickels in it. Yeah, and uh, spends the first, you know. Oh, it's like a full of minute of runtime yeah. <laughs> just talking about how much she loves money. Mm-hmm. For a second, like I thought, the direction it was going to go is just okay. That's your time up. Let's. <laughs> oh, that would have been a very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it actually goes is also pretty good, though, to me at least. Mm. Uh, step one of diagnosing a, pa- a patient: uh, pinpoint their fears. That way, you can label mm-hmm. it. <laughs> And here I can just go along and tick off the ones that I have. <laughs> uh huh. So, uh, Michael, let me uh, let me pinpoint some fears for you real quick. Uh, we'll even do it for free. You know, uh, you, you you can pick up the you know five cents later. Don't worry about it. Uh, sure, if you're sure. afraid of responsibility, then you have hypengeophobia. Are you afraid of oh, responsibility? Yeah, because tick, you tick, might tick, have yeah, hypengeophobia. I have. Ah. that will do it. Uh, how about cats? How do you feel about Thanks. them? I like cats, that's fine. Well, if you were afraid of them, it would be aelorophobia. Uh, aelorophasia. Staircases? How do you feel about staircases? Um, I live... Well, my, my room is three or two flights up, so... Mm. Um, and are you terrified every time you go up? Uh, because if you are, no. <laughs> then you might have climacophobia. And it goes on and on with this. And, uh, you know, she reckons... She reckons. Oh, and... I, I, I liked. Uh, I, I wrote. I wrote one of them down. Oh yeah. Uh, she goes. Um, oh, do you have Jeffreophobia or Jeffophobia? Jeff. Hang on. Gerfophobia. I, I can't pronounce it properly. Jeff. Jeffophobia. Jeffophobia. Probably. Which is the fear of men named Jeff. It's a or, fear uh, of bridges. bridges. Yeah. I don't know what she has against Jeff. Uh, she reckons that Charlie Brown's problem is that he has pantophobia. She is fear of everything. <laughs> pants. Yes, he is afraid. Oh, pants. Oh, yeah. everything. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> we've just said the bit there because there's not much else to add. It's a bit of a thin bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, step two, actually listen to your patient. 
Um, yeah, and then, uh, that's it! <laughs> yeah. And then she ends up scared, which is, yeah. That's the one. Uh, step two, actually listen to your patient. I'm starting to think that she's not actually a doctor. Hmm. I mean, where'd you, yeah, where'd you get that idea? You might want to, yeah. Well, first. Report her to the right, uh. <laughs> well, first, uh, five cents seems low, even for $19.69. And also, she is like eight years old. Yeah, I mean, she must have blitzed her way through medical school. She's very smart. Uh, her advice is to get involved in a Christmas project of some kind, like directing a Christmas play. It's not, it's not bad advice. I mean, well. <laughs> what in the characterization so far of Charlie Brown has led you to believe that he would be the right choice to direct a Christmas play? Uh, that's not the part that I think is good advice. <laughs> gotcha. Involvement, maybe, but mm -hmm. director of Christmas Play, maybe not. Yeah, see, they've got everything else sorted, uh, just not a director. Mm. And, uh, you know, maybe. I this is where I really get to associate myself with Lucy. Really do. Because, Are you the Christmas queen? Well, not only do I not get to be the Christmas queen, but... She she totally understands getting the Christmas sad because she never gets what she really wants. Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah, she's just like Charlie. Mm -hmm, just like him. She never gets what she wants. She just ends up with dolls and what toys. What does she want? What does she want? Real estate. <laughs> Mood. I, I, that bit actually had me crack up. <laughs> it's a very good joke. <laughs> Uh, just then, Snoopy walks past with a big box of decorations so he can enter the Christmas lights and display contest to win money, money, money. Money, money, money. Money, 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 lights money, money, Lights and display money, contest. Money, money. <laughs> like, yeah, like the Charlie just kind of bursts out with a... He just screams it. Lights and display contest. Oh, no. Good grief. That's his line. That's the thing that he mm -hmm. says all the time. It's frequently the punchline. Oh, okay. Good okay, grief yeah, yeah. is the punchline frequently of a lot of the comic <laughs> strips. Yeah, I, I don't get that to be honest. <laughs> it's a catchphrase uh, for what? Yeah. The the sixties were a different time, and people would look at the newspaper and be like, huh, "He said the thing. Cool." <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be funny. I think it's supposed to be, "Oh, hey, he said the thing. I know that he, he said says the sometimes." Thing, yeah. Do you understand catchphrases? I do, yeah. I don't understand <laughs> the appeal of catchphrases. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand that they exist. I just don't understand what they're about. Maybe we should make a catchphrase special. Oh, what? Just like pick out the the biggest catchphrases in just pop culture in general. No, I'm riffing on the idea of like I just don't understand this thing that everyone seems to understand. I'd better. Like, go on, I better start directing a catchphrase play. <laughs> oh, I see, yeah. <laughs> there's there's an important line when Snoopy is decorating the house, that, his dog house, that is. Uh, the flyer says, discover the true meaning of Christmas. Money! Uh, my own dog gone commercial. <laughs> that's the one. I like that. It's just, yeah, that that's the point. I think that they introduce. Oh, that's the that's the direction this. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the direction this narrative is going. <laughs> yeah, it sort of uh, meandered a little bit before this. It was just here's the characters mm -hmm. you're expecting. Mm -hmm. On his way to the school auditorium, uh, his sister asks him to write her a letter to Santa. 
and she's you know listing off all of her uh, her must-haves, her, uh, her specific requirements for her presence, <laughs> listing that you list the color and size of each item. Mm-hmm. See, she's been real good this year, mm. and therefore has an extensive list of requests. But you know, it's uh, if it's too hard to source any of those uh, color combinations or whatnot, maybe just cash in an envelope. Tens and twenties, please. And of course, uh, you know, Charlie's like, ah! Well, also, because uh, this was made in 1965. Do you know what $10 in 1965 is today? Uh, Probably like, in today uh, dollars, at least, at least two Freddos. Uh, Oh, it's, uh, it's a bit more than two Freddos. It's, uh, it's, how much is a Freddo actually now? It's like a pound. I haven't a clue. No, they, well, if it's a it's, pound, it's then it's pound. eighty freddos. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, well, dollars. Eighty freddos dollars. Are how, freddos are how um, freddos are how inflation is measured in the UK. Yeah, yeah. We well, it's how we ought to measure inflation. I think. <laughs> but yeah, eighty dollars. She's like, yeah, just eighty, hundred sixty, something like that. Great. Just put multiples of those in an envelope, and I'll be great. Thanks, Santa. Later. <laughs> And uh, as Charlie Brown runs off, she's just like, I just, what are you talking about? That's not, not unreasonable at all. I just, I just want what's coming I, I to I me. Love, That's my Christmas yeah, I bonus. Love I love the fact that they have like a, a, a baby or, you know, a young, a young child, like toddler or something, voice, uh, voice the line, all I want is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. That's the one. Uh, you, so this is the only child voice you've noticed so far. I mean, I think they've all... I'm not sure. It's kind of difficult to tell which ones are voiced by adults. Because, you know, a lot of adults can make a convincing child voice, but I do think that one was a child. So these are all voiced by children. Oh, really? Yeah, all of the voices in this are voiced by children. Huh. So it's like the anti-TV in a way, isn't it? Because Mm. you wouldn't put all child actors... In a Christmas mm-hmm. special. Yeah. Unless, it's of like course, any... you're advertising Coca-Cola. <laughs> which is what was funding the original run of this beloved Christmas institution about how Christmas is too commercial. <laughs> oh, that's that's just too perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, it wouldn't have been yeah. in the version that you've seen because uh, Coca-Cola no, uh... is no longer sponsoring appearances of hmm. this show. Uh, but also, yeah, that's uh, yeah. In the first um, run, it was like Coca Cola presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sponsorships, especially in the UK, are very. Uh, they're not quite as um, accepted. Uh, historically, no. I think it's changing yeah. now with uh, everyone on YouTube saying yeah, like, "This yeah. has been sponsored by a thing. You should buy the thing and tell them that I sent you to buy the thing. Buy bullshit, guys. Buy all of it. <laughs> buy the things." You know what's missing in your life? Things. By the way, uh, sport. Uh, Buy them. By the way, Paul, uh, who's the sponsor of this podcast? Uh, well, it's probably the patrons of this podcast. If you'd like <laughs> to become a patron, then you can go to patreon.com slash one for Paul and throw us a couple of bucks. One buck is for as little as one dollar, one pound, I guess, a month. You can support the show. Or even just sign up for a couple of months and uh, help us keep going. Every little bit really does help us out a lot. 
It means that I can get more people onto the show. It means that I can make more shows for you. And uh, I love you guys. And this is great. And thank you for helping me out. Back to the show, I guess. Thank you for that extraordinarily smooth, smooth little uh, segue there. You're very, very welcome. Thank and you. you know what? Save yourself some trouble. Uh-huh. Just send tens and twenties. Just send tens and twenties. It's fine. Yeah, in an envelope. Uh, you can send those envelopes to patreon.com slash one for Paul. <laughs> uh, cut to the auditorium where the kids are playing music and having a real good time dancing around. And Snoopy's playing the guitar like he's about to introduce the 50s to Chuck Berry. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, on hearing that Lucy has hired Charlie Brown to direct, several of the children are vocally dismayed. Yeah, they, uh, you know, <laughs> oh no, this is going to be the worst place ever. And then immediately switch to clapping as soon as he walks in the room. Yep. Yep. Except Snoopy. Except his own dog who, who boos at him. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, the, the, what I think is probably one of the catchphrases that I'm not familiar with, with. Mm-hmm. Man's best friend. Uh, no, interestingly. That was just, like, a thing people said about dogs. Well, yeah, but it was kind of out of context. (laughs) I think it's because his dog was booing him. I thought the the dog was just howling. Oh, interesting. No, he was booing him. Everyone was clapping, and the dog boos, and he goes, Yeah, see, I had, um... Yeah, see, I had uh, subtitles on, and it's just subtitled as Howling. So after his own dog boos him, or howls at him, I think the effect is similar, uh, Charlie (laughs) Brown makes a valiant effort to be professional. Uh, The cast and crew continue to jam and dance, disregarding him completely. Uh, I think think at this point I realized that they're basically all just dancing the dance from... uh... Michael Jackson's thriller and uh, or and or Pulp Fiction. <laughs> now I'm wondering which one did it first. Well, this was 1965, so yeah. So maybe that's where Michael Jackson got it from. Are they doing the thriller? Well, at least two of the kids are doing dance moves from the thriller because they're all doing like six frames of whatever they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is. And... I found that this dance sequence really captures how children dance. Like there's a freedom to their movement, mm. which is super endearing. Like the the two girls in the pink, they're just like swinging their head. Oh yeah, just all the way over, <laughs> and it makes you realize, man, the their center of mass is way up there. <laughs> uh, also, Vince Guaraldi's music continues to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, an increasingly annoyed Charlie Brown tries desperately to wrangle his actors with the help of script girl Lucy, whose job seems closer to second AD or maybe stage manager. And she wanted to be the Christmas queen, didn't she? Uh, yeah, but uh, she's also handing out the scripts and I guess doing continuity stuff or something. Uh, and uh, every year is the same. I always end up being the shepherd. <laughs> Mood. Yeah, uh, for me it was, I was always the, um, the tramp. The, what? <laughs> your your yeah. nativity play had a tramp in it? Uh, no. Like a homeless man? Yes, but not normally a nativity play. Normally we did, you know, um, something different. Like one year we did Bugs You know, the, the well-known, uh, you know, you got your shepherds, <laughs> the three wise men, and that random hobo uh-huh. who just showed up. 
I mean, I know we're talking about Jesus, so it would be thematically appropriate, but still, I'm not sure that it's part <laughs> of the story. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it was a part of mine. <laughs> That's so... Why are the British like this? <laughs> well, you know, it was gangsters throwing custard pies at each other, and uh, I was a tramp. Michael. <laughs> Yes. Why? Why are the British like this? Uh, I think it's just because people got <laughs> bored of doing nativity plays. <laughs> oh, are you being for real? I, I am convinced you're making this up. No, we did Bugsy Malone as a Christmas play. Yeah, I think I prefer yours to this in a way because, like, okay, so you never did a nativity play then, eh? Uh, we, yeah, I'm sure we did, but you know. Because <laughs> like I remember year. doing them, I think I was always just a random extra, because mm. they had like fifty kids or something in the class, and they were <laughs> like, "Well, we can't have." I mean, we we don't want to leave anybody out, so mm. uh, the usual remedy is just make people animals. Uh, make people animals. In my case, it was Paul. You dress up as a rock, and I was like, "All right." <laughs> uh, oh. And uh, Snoopy will be all of the animals. Hmm. And he proceeds to demonstrate what he can do. I mm-hmm. can't like the sound effects here, actually. <laughs> They're pretty good. Uh, his shenanigans mm. do not amuse Lucy, who tries to punch the dog in the face, but instead the dog licks her in the face, causing her to freak out due to dog germs. Dog germs. She's been kissed by a dog. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is another running gag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was this is a gag they decided to run with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Linus is reluctant to take part and doesn't like the idea of memorizing lines for the play. Why should I be put through such agony? Why should he? Especially, well, since uh, the alternative agony seems to be rather more uh, tangible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, some actual threats of violence. Yeah, actual threats of violence uh, were, were, were counted as comedy in the 60s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is a punchline. Literally, very much. I like that, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I just, uh, right there. It was right there. I had right, to. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is because uh, Lucy threatens to punch someone if he doesn't do what she says. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schroeder uh, sets the tone for the first scene. Schroeder's the piano kid. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was to, I was trying to mentally fit, sort through the, uh, <laughs> the list of kids there. To which try... <laughs> one could possibly be... Which one did you think was Schroeder? I don't know. I don't. I think that one's... I, his name was mentioned, but I think it was only mentioned once. Yeah. So it didn't really settle on me. Yeah, he plays extraordinarily accomplished jazz piano. Once again, mm. thank you, Mr. Coraldi. And uh, Charlie Brown... What does Charlie Brown think of it? I don't remember that part, actually. No, no, no! It's all wrong! <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and he's, you know... Or is that Lucy? It might be Lucy. Go, no, wrong! Do a different thing! Oh, right, yeah. That's, um... That's the girl. Is Yeah, that mm-hmm. is Lucy. Um, She's complaining that it's not Jingle Bells. He's like, oh, play, play Jingle Bells. Actually, I think that comes later. They have a couple yeah, of real interchangeable scenes. Hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, they they literally just... What could have been... They wrote one longer scene and then just decided to split it up and sandwich 
sandwich another scene between them. Or they made a whole bunch of three-panel comics and decided to turn them into a TV show. Well, yeah. <laughs> so are these literally just actual comics that they stitched together and animated? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. But also, it wouldn't surprise me if the writers of the... Because Charles Schultz was involved in this, the, the writer of Peanuts. Mm. I believe he was an executive director or something like that. I'm not sure what he did, but I, I think he's credited mm. as a writer, maybe? I think he's credited as a writer. And uh, mm -hmm. the way he wrote for his whole career was in three-panel comic strips. So, you know, mm. not surprising that when he has a longer-form thing, he would default to, well, I'll make a bunch of three-panel comic, uh, three comic gags and I'll stitch mm. them together. So they just sort of figured out a formula and uh, stuck to it. I mean, it certainly worked for him. Hmm. More actor problems. Pigpen's dust is causing a hair and makeup issue. What dust? It's the it's the soil of ancient Babylon, or <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> or, Nebuchadnezzar uh... even walked in this soil mm -hmm. in in North America. And uh, you know, Pigpen decides that's uh, you know that 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 should make you want to treat him with more respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his self-assurance nah. is wonderful. Oh yeah, I was just saying he's he's got some he's he's demonstrating some strong, healthy self-esteem. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe though he should take take a bath though at maybe, some point yeah, yeah. eventually, because <laughs> you know, dude stanky, dude stanky. Uh, Sally is going to be Linus's wife, which she's like super into, and he's not very into. So this part confused me for a minute. She's because super into I Linus. thought, yeah, well, I get that bit. That's that bit's pretty this simple and obvious. Gag. She's <laughs> just always that's her character. Yeah, but I was, I was sure that you know. So she is his. She no, is, she is Charlie Brown's sister. She's Charlie Brown's sister, right? But I also thought Linus was Charlie Brown's brother. No, Linus is Lucy's <laughs> brother. Uh. Linus and Lucy are different parents. Okay. Okay. Cool. So that yeah. It, just got a little less incestuous that's fine yeah no uh this 1965 children's christmas story that's considered to be a classic of americana is not going to have a, an incest subplot weirdly enough i mean star wars did it <sighs> yeah but they didn't know and like, all right <laughs> so look we're not i i agree with you kind of uh <laughs> should we please move on Sure, sure. Thank you. Um... <laughs> this is making me unfathomably uncomfortable. But yeah, I guess if you've never, if you don't know the comics, then you're like, that's weird. Mm -hmm. God, it never even occurred to me that if you had not read the comics and you don't know who these people are, then oh, no, this is why we do the show, I think, because mm -hmm. now I'm very not, oh, I, I need to watch it again. <laughs> Yeah, because they, they introduce Linus, you know, always next to Charlie and sort of looking up to him kind of thing. So my immediate reaction was, oh, that's his little brother. Oh, so you didn't get the connection between him and Lucy at all? No, so I, I spent the entire time thinking that that was the, that was, uh, the connection between those two. Yeah, so this moment would have been... And then it suddenly been... gets to this moment, I'm like, what? <laughs> this would have been extremely confusing, I assume. Mm-hmm. But no time for any of that. It's time for a unionized lunch break. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. actually, wait a second. Clearly, there's been an oversight somewhere, because the whole point of Christmas is the Christmas Queen. <laughs> um, and she's, uh, you know, complaining, what about my part? What about the Christmas tree? The Christmas tree? Ah! What about the Christmas Queen? 
What about the Christmas Queen? Well, she um, hooks Charlie in with a trap. Mm-hmm. You do think I'm beautiful, don't you? Uh, well, I... Um... You didn't answer right away! <laughs> so about the play, I think... Uh... <laughs> Right, yeah, so um, it's it's one of those, you're right. And for the crime of saying literally nothing, poor Charlie Brown is castigated by Lucy, who's like, I know what I've been insulted. What's actually happened is she just insulted herself. And I he... just have to say, that's a nice word. Hmm? Castigated. Oh, it's a good one, yeah. It's a good yeah. word. I don't, get, uh, <laughs> I don't get to bring it out that often. Only for special occasions. Well, it is Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's when we bring out all the fancy words that we normally keep in that drawer next to that silver cutlery that I'm sure Grandma gave me at some point. Was that Grandma gave me that? I don't know. It's it's silver, so it's gone a bit tarnished now, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, I should probably polish it or something. Uh, but anyway, no time for any of that lunch. Except actually oh, yeah, no lunch. No, no, no lunch, no time for foolishness. Uh-huh. Also, the Snow Queen isn't a thing, so let's get this thing rolling. We don't have that much rehearsal time. Places! And then, uh, of course, you know, the kids are just dancing again. Yeah, same music. Recycled the same, uh, recycled the same comic panel slash animation. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, they had six frames. Uh, they had money in the budget for six frames, and that's what they were able to make. So, mm-hmm. you know, make the best out of it. Also... Oh man, did the people who made this completely 100% understand amateur theater. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm not a theater kid myself, but my brother is, so yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, have him watch this and ask mm-hmm. him, "Hey, does this seem familiar to you at all?" and watch him go, "Yes, every single yes." Still struggling to get his vision across to the actors. Charlie Brown proposes a Christmas tree. And, uh, you know, the, the kids are... Oh, is it Lucy? Is it Lucy again, the, the girl? Yes, it is. There's two There's two girls which look very, very similar. One with a yellow dress and one with a blue dress. Yeah, you're right. Lucy's the one who talks mostly and the yeah, one yeah. who keeps threatening to hit people. Cool. And then, and then Lucy comes in and, uh, and says, let's, let's face it, Christmas is a big commercial racket. Run by yep. an Eastern syndicate, don't you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I choose to believe she means East Coast U.S. Probably, yeah. I choose to believe this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy agrees entirely. We should have a Christmas tree, a big aluminium Christmas tree, because that's how you pronounce that element. It is indeed. Aluminium. Aluminium. The shinier, the better. I don't think this is what Charlie is, Brown is had that in actually mind. A, is that actually a thing? Like, Do aluminium Christmas trees exist? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did for a while. Uh, pre when plastics were super available. <laughs> yeah, you'd you'd get aluminium trees. They'd have like foil branches and stuff. It was super gauche. But yeah, sixties, whatever. And uh... people like legitimately bought these things because they thought they looked nice. So, you know, I'm not gonna get hmm. their yum. I mean I'm I'm not gonna knock anyone for liking uh fake Christmas trees because we have a fake Christmas tree that's been with our family for a, you know since I was a kid, and mm. for me, the Christmas period doesn't start until you assemble your Christmas tree. <laughs> that, oh that's... God, that's set. I mean, I get you, and I'm again, I'm not going to yuck your yum here. I just disagree. 
<laughs> but for me, uh, to me, I think but... Christmas ends when you <laughs> assemble the Christmas tree. <laughs> but like for me, for me, there's nothing that gets me that nostalgic buzz and kicks me into the just rockets me into Christmas mode than putting your Christmas tree together with your family. No, look, you're right. Uh, we've always had a real Christmas tree, but uh, at one point, uh, my uh, for my brother, we decided, well, let's get let's get a, a reason. We found a cheap, not cheap, an inexpensive, good quality fake Christmas tree that looked pretty good. Uh, you know, my brother and dad and I were shopping, and we were like, you know, for the price, why not? We'll put it up in the other room. So we now have two Christmas trees, mm. uh, and one of them's always the fake one. And you know what? You're not wrong. It does feel pretty nice to assemble that thing. See, now, now we actually have a, a similar situation, but in reverse, because for the last few years, we've thought, oh, yeah, why not? We we could probably get a, a real one this year. Um, oh, yeah. Why not? Why not get a real one? Um, but, you know, for me, I I need to put that Christmas tree together. So I still need to have the fake Christmas tree. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not Christmas. So you end up with two Christmas trees. Like, across the room from each other. <laughs> well, two different rooms, but having yeah. Having a tree battle. You know that first thing that happens in all fighting games when the two portraits of the character just go... Doom! Oh, yeah. <laughs> the two Christmas trees against each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're doing their idle animation of wobbling back and forth too much. Mm-hmm, that's right. Uh, Charlie Brown and Linus go off to find themselves the biggest aluminium Christmas tree they can find. Maybe paint it pink. And it goes clang when they tap on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, though there were aluminium Christmas trees, I think the the show is as unimpressed as we are about the idea mm-hmm. of it being super shiny and pink. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't um, show a lot of enthusiasm towards it. Mm. Unimpressed by these offerings, Charlie Brown instead decides on this, um... Twig? Uh, twig. Tree? Looks like a very small sapling. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> it looks like it needs a good home. It does need a good home. It just needs a good home. Are you getting the super sappy sweetness yet? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he cares about the tree being lonely. He does. He does. But, of course, Linus says it doesn't fit the modern spirit. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and he's not wrong either, is he? No. Because cut to Lucy and Schroeder, who have selected some Christmas music. And uh, his name is Schroeder. Schroeder. Mm-hmm. Schroeder. I'm going to write that down. Schroeder. <laughs> he chose Beethoven. Beethoven Christmas music. This is also a running gag. He's super into Beethoven. Uh, and whenever he's asked to play music, he plays Beethoven. But, you know, Beethoven's not that great. What do you mean Beethoven's not great? He's not on bubblegum cards. <sighs> I suppose you can't be great if you're not on a bubblegum card. Yeah, but that's that's why there's no there's, there's no great people anymore because they don't really make bubblegum cards now. No, there hasn't been a great person ever since they stopped making bubblegum cards. Lucy and Schroeder are annoyed by Snoopy's dancing for some reason. Yeah, maybe it's because he's dancing on the piano. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't get this. I've never. I didn't get this. it either. I was just like, why do they don't? Why don't they want that to happen? But I did I did find it quite funny the the shape of Snoopy's head when he sort of looks upwards. It's yeah. just like a it's just a blob. It's just a blob. So uh hey Schroeder, play jingle bells. 
So, you know, he plays Jingle Bells. And, yeah, yeah no, super no, no, no. lovely, you know, extended chords on the bottom, lush, beautiful harmonies. No, that's not Jingle Bells. Play Jingle Bells. Oh, uh, you mean, uh, so he simplifies it a little bit, plays, you know, triad chords. Great. I think he, that's he what you immediately want, right? magically switches it to... I'm, I'm assuming this is a, a piano rather than an electric keyboard, like a modern. Yes, yeah, so, uh, piano with with DJ mode and everything. Electric keyboard in 1965. Think about it. DJ, DJ. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's what electric keyboards in 1965 sounded like. You're exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he presses the button to switch the instrument over to an organ. Uh huh. <laughs> which you know, obviously, no, it's, it's still an a piano. Keyboard. It's just an organ now. Yeah, it's an organ now. Uh, yeah, I've always read it as they've agreed to play pretend together, and they're mm. pretending it sounds like that. And for yeah. kids, that's enough, right? Except for this girl who wants it to sound like Jingle, Jingle Bells. Bells. Yeah. Dang, dang, uh, <laughs> dang, 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 love... dang, 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 that's it! I love the animation on this part. Like, he's just straight on with a finger pointing down, just slamming onto it with a grumpy face staring at her we should say you are yourself an animator yeah i uh, yeah i dabble a bit <laughs> dabble a bit i've seen your animations they're excellent oh, but geez. uh you're exactly right this is a wonderful wonderful little oh my god look up <laughs> um just then charlie brown arrives with the tree and of course you know all the all the kids laugh at charlie for bringing in a real christmas tree not on Aluminium one. Yep. It's this tiny yep. scrawny twig they uh, they see before them. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, quickly losing the few little pines that it has. Pines. All over, all over Schroeder's uh, piano. That's right. Clearly, Charlie Brown, what he really needs to do is internalize his failures. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, kind of you know stalks off and does a little bit of a monologue about. Uh, won't someone yeah. tell me what Christmas is all about? And then, uh... And in definitely the most famous scene from this Christmas special, Linus gets on stage, asks for a spotlight, which I guess they've had a lighting guy here this whole time. And, and... then here comes the, uh, the, the, the mandatory Christmas is all about the Jesus. Yep, he does, uh, actually a rather heartfelt reading of Luke yeah. 2, 8 to 14, and he says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And then Christmas is saved. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I'm not religious, really, but it, this is nonetheless quite a moving scene, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, how did you feel about it? I should ask you, sorry. I mean, I personally think that angle is, you know, I've, I've got nothing at all against Christmas as a, a religious thing, but um, mm -hmm. I think that angle is pushed a little too heavily. And for me, it's it's all about the sort of, community spirit you know it's it's about spending time with your family and having a period of time where the usual rules don't really apply and you can all just kind of you know gather around and enjoy the season that's always the way that i've felt about it too yeah but nonetheless in context i totally i mean also let's 1965 america look mm. you know what is our expectation yeah, yeah, of a yeah. Christmas movie made in this period? I do, I do agree with you. I do understand what you're saying. 
And this is the part that I feel has aged the least well in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, I, I, was... but I also don't mind it. It's fine. It feels yeah, good course. for what it is in the context of how it was made, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was brought up Christian, and this is the sort of, you know, I, I would definitely think oh, at, at some point in my life, this would definitely have been uh, my thoughts towards it as well that Linus has. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, Cut then, back. Then, sorry. Uh, but then uh, Charlie goes off and he, he takes sort of, you know, the right part of the message. He's, uh, he won't let commercialism ruin his Christmas. It is so weird. It is so weird to hear you call him Charlie. His name is Charlie Brown. Oh, I'm sorry. I said this earlier on. His name is Charlie Brown, not Charlie. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not telling you not to. I'm saying it is for a second there. I was like, wait, who's Charlie? Yeah. I don't understand. Who are you talking about? Sorry, yes, Char- go on. Yeah, Charlie Brown mm-hmm. <laughs> walks Thank off you. and says, Thank commercialism you. won't ruin my Christmas. Uh, and, um, you know, walks back to his, uh, I'm assuming, back to his house. Yep. With uh, Snoopy's candle outside it. Yep, so he finds uh, that Snoopy has, in fact, won the competition. Uh-huh. Uh, the competition for the uh, for the for the yes, decorations. The, He's the won money, money, money contest. Money, money, money. That's right. Uh, he won the true meaning of Christmas money, money, money contest. And uh, Charlie Brown decides not to let the commercial stuff get to him, and instead decides to use one of the baubles for his little tree. Yep. And uh, sure, sure, Snoopy won't mind. <laughs> yeah, probably not. He's a dog. He's already won. Who cares, right? Uh, this does not go well, though. Yeah, the the tree is um not not doesn't have the structural integrity to support the gigantic ball woolly sticks on top of it. It is literally a single twig. Mm-hmm. And this is another one of the uh the scenes that you know, the pictures that I've seen everywhere of this tree falling down. You know, it's on all the Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like sad little tree with a gigantic bauble on top of it bent down over to the side. I mm-hmm, I immediately right. recognised that and thought I've seen that. And uh, Charlie Brown's newfound hope is immediately dashed upon the realization that no matter how good his intentions are, he'll always be a screw-up. I know how you feel, Charlie. I know how you feel, Charlie. That's the end. That's okay. That's the end now. We're going to roll credits now. Later, guys. Charlie Brown's Brown's a loser. I mean, actually, the rest of the kids arrive and decorate uh, and decide to combine their efforts. They show the trees. And (laughs) Voltron-like... It isn't a bad little tree. No, it isn't. isn't a bad little tree. No, it isn't. Just needs some love. Yeah. Uh, they yeah, and they start singing "Hark the Herald Angels Sing." And there's probably an the, actual name for that song, but that's the first it line. Probably of that is song. yeah. No, nobody knows it. Um, As Charlie Brown arrives and is so moved uh, by his friends cheering "Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown," he decides to join in. But at this point, actually, the tree just magically grows back all its leaves. Oh, right. That also happens. Yeah. yeah. It's like suddenly it had about five leaves on it before. The kids will gather around it and start throwing decorations on it. And somehow, you know. Yeah, don't worry uh, about it. Don't, don't worry about, about it. it. Don't, don't worry about it. About it. It's, just, it's, it's a good tree now. Don't it worry was about a bad it. tree, tree before. It's a good tree. Now it's a good tree. No, it wasn't a bad little tree. It was never no, a bad little, little tree. I mean, as it turns out, once you've, you know, once you've added all of this stuff to it, it's not a bad little tree. 
once once you add the commercial uh, the commercialization that you've taken uh-huh, that's from right. Snoopy's hut. Yeah, it was, it's, the, it's a good little treat. This is the looking at it with grown up eyes now, <laughs> sort of as a film critic. I'm now looking at this going, I don't know if this says what they think it's saying. The true meaning of Christmas is stealing Christmas decorations from your neighbors. That's right. Granted, this is technically his dog, so these are his decorations, probably, but. Mm. But it's also, as you say, if instead they had been like, it's not a bad tree. We're all going to get around the little bad tree. We're going to find a way to prop this one ornament up and then we're going to sing around it. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's great. We've accepted the reality of the situation. And you know what? It's fine. It's Christmas. We all love each other. This is great. Merry Christmas. Instead, they're like, no, 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 no. We need to decorate this thing with at least $50 worth of stuff <laughs> in order to make it acceptable. Also, Merry Christmas. And they gather around it and sing. Mm-hmm, that's right. And at this point, I don't know if you noticed, this is something very minor to everything, but uh, mm-hmm. for one frame, they fucked up. Oh. The animators. In what way did the animators up their fuck? It's, it's, it's the, uh, you know, it's a, it's a gigantic, glaringly obvious fault with this. Um, for one frame? For one frame, yeah. Got it. For a minute. I, I paused this because I thought that mm-hmm. um, pig's pen, pig's pen, because because I, I thought, <laughs> <Pig's> pen, yeah, <laughs> because I thought that pig pen's head disappears for a frame. I was like, wait, wait, what was that? I I thought Does... I blinked there for a second, but no, that. So I rewound. Disappears for a frame. I rewound, press space. You know, yeah, paused, did the thing, moving frame by frame. You moved back, and, uh, and then they actually have like they kind of screwed up the order of the characters. So, so for um, one frame, several characters swap places. Yes, not just swap places. Like the um, the the kids in the background become the kids in the foreground. So, the kids in the background are now standing on Pigpen's face. Well, that's not nice. Pigpen and Linus actually they're they're both they both get completely covered up by these two kids in the background. I've never noticed that. Uh, Just just as they're singing in the end, just before the credits roll. Just just mm-hmm. pause it and just keep your eye out on on uh, Pigpen's face. I don't think I'll see... stop. I don't think I'll be able to stop <laughs> myself from seeing that now. Thanks. You're welcome. So that was the movie. What did you think? I really liked it. Yeah, it was it was simple. Um, it doesn't have like much of a structured narrative, and it kind of meanders around a lot. But it, it's got a it's got charm to it. Um, it, I could. I, it definitely feels like a Christmas classic. Now, I've I've never seen it before, but I kind of get the vibe that yeah, this is a Christmas classic. Ah, oh, I mean, is it because I told you it's a Christmas classic? Uh, I mean, you may have like subconsciously influenced me a bit, but I felt you know I felt the Christmas classic oh. aroma coming off of it. Did it smell good? It smelled good. Yeah, it smelled good. Okay, so you, so you generally enjoyed your time with it. Yeah, and it it squeezed in some surprisingly real moments into it. Oh, what are you what are you thinking of? Well, I mean, the whole sort of uh, Charlie Brown's realization that he's not he's not as happy as he should be in this wonderful time, and saying and sort of um, maybe maybe there's something wrong with me about this, yeah. you know? It's, yeah, it's it's very real. It's a very mm, real it feeling. 
it is like he's feeling guilty about not being able to enjoy Christmas. Like, I should yeah. be able to enjoy this. What is wrong with me? What's going on? Uh, and if that hadn't been a trope before, have you seen uh, any Christmas movie? Uh, is there a Christmas movie called Any Christmas Movie? No, I mean, literally, have you seen any movie uh, yes, on I've the seen theme Christmas of movies. or subject matter involving Christmas? I have seen Christmas movies. Cool. Just not all of them. Have uh, Have you seen this exact setup before? Probably, yeah. If I, if I was looking... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I must have done. <laughs> it's familiar. It's a very this. Uh, I think mm-hmm. since the 60s, either it's been done to death or it was already a thing back then. But yeah. yeah. Well, a bit of history for you here. This was like hard to make and they made it and nobody liked it. And the only reason it ever hit the air again was Coca-Cola. So, I mean, I guess thank <laughs> you to some extent, Coca-Cola, for being, you know, profit minded. And we're like, oh, we could get advertising from a Christmas thing. It's a bit like... um. Oh, was it the uh, Black Mirror episode? Where, I uh... <laughs> actually haven't seen Black Mirror, so avoid spoilers, please. Okay, well, I have to say, I didn't think I'd be um, bringing up Black Mirror in uh, in an episode about Charlie Brown, but there we go. Um, anyway, it's in the episode um, 15 Million Merits, I think. That might be one for you to, to add to your list. Uh, but just keep that, that sort of uh, thought in mind of, uh, mm-hmm. you know... Um, anti-commercialism is that the word i don't know what is uh, but that that sort of sentiment being turned into a commercial product yeah um, no that sounds like every 90s thing now yeah <laughs> don't you hate commercialism buy our thing mm-hmm. that will express to the buy our t-shirt that says commercialism is not a good thing christmas buy this music record for money that goes to a record company and this record will say about how bad record companies are yeah that's it's it's a thing yeah it is it's always been a thing i think <laughs> see okay so uh do you have any other thoughts about this or shall we end the episode how are you feeling uh, i'm feeling christmasy i'm feeling christmasy i'm feeling yeah. christmasy christmas yeah you know what's yeah. great Christmas. What's great? Christmas. Christmas is great. Christmas is great. I love Christmas. Thank you for joining me on this special Christmas episode of One for Paul. You're very I've welcome and Paul. Merry Christmas. Oh, and sorry. I've been yep. Christmas. I mean, Michael. Michael, you've been Christmas? I have been Christmas. You've been Christmas. Uh, I've been I've been Christmas and this has been One for Christmas. Uh, Christmas Christmas. This is a bad outro. We're going to stop now. Merry Christmas everyone. Bye. Bye. Oh, also follow me on Twitter at One for Paul. blasphemy heresy it makes me hungry for bones you know what's missing in your life things uh